All right, we are live. Uh, if you clap more, you're just going to throw off the, the editing of the audio. You're going to be I there so confused. Use the claps. I'm usually pretty much fine. Just starting it exactly when the, the file starts? Yeah. Yeah, we're usually pretty good with it. I've had to use it once or twice, though. Usually the bigger sometimes problem just... is like that four hours recorded at the end of the audio accidentally. Yeah, uh, sometimes I'll just listen to whoever's got the worst recording and then compare it with the YouTube version, and sometimes I just grab YouTube. Yeah. Usually it's Ilkins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight gigabyte yeah, ours audio are, ours files. Ours are both pretty close, I'd say. Our mics are pretty close. I I don't know if uh, if it comes across, but like, there's like a buzzing in the background of mine that I've been trying to figure out. I don't know if it's mm. the cord, the probably microphone, like a, or what. Yeah, it's probably like a power issue. Like Maybe. Mine is like that if I move it, if I, yeah. Check like tangled wires or... Well, you got the, the mini version of my microphone, right? For... Yeah, I don't use that, though. I only use that when I'm on the yeah. go. Yeah. But, or no, uh... I, I got the regular one. I got the... I oh, you got the regular? The... Okay. Yeah. Oh, you got the, uh, the, the new... Is it the plus or something you got? No, I end up just getting the regular one. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to the microphone hour. No, <laughs> that's that's just a joke, everyone. Just 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 being silly. All right. Hello there, and welcome to Tapcalf Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast which has fired Balin as a temporary co-host. I'm Corey, joined once again by the return of Justin. How are you doing, Justin? Back from administrative leave. Yeah, we had to fire him because he's too damn handsome. Well, it's, it's hard to set up connection to another galaxy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not letting Kelsey watch this show because <laughs> I, I don't grow a good beard, so it's already like a, a bit of a sore spot for me. So I'm just I'm not letting her see that guy. I don't know, give it maybe another 40 years and you'll be able to pull it off. Yeah, OK. I mean, that still puts you, what, 10, 15 years older than Ray Stevenson was when yeah, was he film, was only but... what, like his mid mid to late fifties, was it? Yeah, I think he was only fifty six or something when he died. Too soon, too soon. Yeah, and then for some reason, I thought we were early twenties, or we're not. No, no, not even close. Oh, well, tonight's episode is, of course, about Ahsoka episode four. We're also probably going to talk a little bit about episode three because I did a solo review of that. Justin wasn't available last week to talk about such a such a mid episode as he put it in our DMs. Uh, and I didn't upload the solo one because I didn't think it was oh, okay. calf label worthy. Yeah, I, I of the four episode three was probably my least favorite. I still liked it, though. Um I did think the action scenes were a little goofy, but like it is what it is. Um, I think they've all been know. a little goofy, but not, nothing too egregious yeah. for any of them. Yeah, no, nothing too. Yeah, I mean, this one we had like Rock'em Sock'em Robots canonized, which I loved. I thought that fight scene was great. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i trying to think like I'm I honestly episode three. It kind of one of the weaknesses of this format of TV show is where it is. One big movie is you have these transition episodes where you can tell this is existing to get our heroes in the right place for the next um yeah the next episode whereas like a traditional um like is it serialized show uh you know there would be something going on at least uh, like I, and i was saying on twitter i think star wars still needs arguably andor is there a little bit but i would like a show that has 
you know, weekly open and close like the Mandos used to, but maybe also, you know, like X-Files style. Like, yeah, there's the, the, the big mystery, but then there's also Monster of the Week. That's what I want from the Star yeah. Wars show eventually. I do think episodes one and two had a, a bit of a better balance in episode three with that, where they did have a kind of their own self-contained elements of the story. And it felt like you were getting a complete story within the episode, even if it was part of the larger plot. Like, whereas the episode three was just kind of, this is like all for scenes. something else. Episode three was two scenes. It was Borsk Valia and the space stuff. Like, I'm like, I'm like, did I forget something? I'm like scrolling through. I, I guess there was the training bit at the beginning, which is important, but maybe a bit extended. And then it's, it's training bit, New Republic bit, and then the kind of the extended fight scene, which I did like. Yeah, it the uh, standing on the wing to deflect the the blast. I don't know what else Ahsoka is going to do in that situation. Yeah, that was goofy. But it, it just but. seems like it's not going to be an effective strategy in most situations. No, like just shoot somewhere else, probably. Or yeah, like literally anywhere else. else. Instead, Shin decided I'm going to shoot at you, Ahsoka, and yeah. Um, I really did like the uh, I like the space whale moment as well. We got the space whales. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Uh, I, I suspect we will be seeing them again sooner rather than later, although I don't know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, it was it was it was a fine episode. It like it, again, part of the weakness of the style of TV, but a fine episode overall. Well, the Purgles seem to be going out of their way to remind everyone they're here. And yet Balin still seems to just immediately forget about them. Like he was watching them in the first episode. They came in, I, which I did not notice. Yeah, they at first. It, it's really just the descriptive audio calling out that he's looking up at a dark shape that gives it away, but... That seems kind of creepy in hindsight, wasn't it? Like, it's almost like Lovecraftian. Yeah. Like, like the sky is moving. It was very Lovecraftian in a way. Yeah, and they're like, they're floating around the map as well, and they call out like, oh, this is a Purgle migration thing. But now mm -hmm. Balin thinks if he just des destroys the map, then no one's going to be able to follow them. That's true, yeah. Which, Although no. presumably there was some serious effort into, um, some serious effort into tracking that Pergo migration, and now they're going to need to get Grogu, who has that no, they, connection with creatures. If the Purgle can take Ezra and Thrawn there, then the Purgle can take the Ghost there. It's going to be harder to get back without taking the Eye of Sion. But don't you remember but... Star in Star Wars Rebels? The Purgle don't fuck with anybody but Ezra. Yeah, but like Sabine and Ahsoka fuck with Ezra. So like they're two degrees of fucking Kevin Bacon, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Two degrees of free Willy. <laughs> That's not allowed on a kid's show. No. Uh, but yeah, overall, fine episode. Episode four. Let's rank the episodes. I, I said episode four was my favorite. I love that episode more than you, I think. Um, for me, probably Four. Hmm. Do I? Did I like one? We're or gonna two have more? the exact same ranking, I think. But okay. I think mine will be. I can't remember. I'm just trying to think of what happened. Probably four, one, two, three. Oh, okay. We're not gonna have the exact same. For me, it's four, two, one, three. Because I think like one was good, but it was still more Actually, introducing yeah, no, to I, everyone. I like the Crowley has seen a lot yeah. in two. So yeah, it's four, two, one, three. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just every part of one was still good. It was just more the here's what we've been up to kind of thing yeah i'd say ahsoka of the live action shows it hasn't like the mando had uh i'm trying to forget remember which of the mando episodes early on was 
um, kind of slow. People didn't uh, really like the one that introduced Cara Dune at first yeah, either. Yeah, that one was... And like the passenger in season two. I liked Sanctuary. The worst one in Mando season one was probably there were two. The Gunslinger was probably my least favorite one, which is the one with where Fennec. uh, Yeah, and obviously it ended up being good because Fennec's a great character and Boba's in there. Uh, And then I didn't like the Prisoner much, but I know some people did. I quite liked. uh, I actually quite liked Sanctuary, but it's a bit derivative for sure. Yeah, it's just uh, the the canonization of Star Wars shrimp fishing was it was too much. Just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, Andor was pretty solid for the entire first season. Yeah. Um, the first okay. that like it it did require that three episode initial yes. block to get you into it. Absolutely. But uh, I think and like we both really ones. enjoyed episode four here. But I, I think. You probably have it higher in the pantheon of Star Wars. Oh yeah, media I love than I it. Do. Uh, and uh, like for me, what I loved was not the story. Well, I don't want to say it's not, but why I loved it was not because of the story, which I thought was still great, or the characters or anything like that. I just thought the way it was filmed, it was paced. Like my heart was going the whole episode. There was something like just I was really worried when I watched the 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 teaser they posted for this episode. Um, because it looked really dark and I was like, oh, this is good. It reminded me a bit of the, the first episode with Ahsoka in the Mando season two, which I thought was kind of poorly filmed. I know what they were going for, what Dave was going for, but it didn't really work for me. I was like, oh, more of that. Um, and then right off the bat, all the dialogue flowed really well. There was a brief bit of humor at the beginning. Um, and then like, there was just a real sense of, weight to everything um which i felt a lot of the tv shows haven't really managed um like the fights felt desperate like in my review the way i described it is it felt like the bad guys were trying to light a bomb and the good guys were trying to stamp on the uh what's it called the uh fuse yeah the fuse um and i just i fully believed it i thought the atmosphere was great like the way the sound was used not only kevin Kiner's music or the Kiner Brothers music, but also like as things get more intense, you start to hear thunder rolling in. Um, overall, just everything visually as well worked super well for me. Uh, I loved it. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I agree with basically everything. Just the the start of the dialogue in the episode was a little bit choppier for me, I guess. But That's like, fine. I still really enjoyed it. I just don't know if it's quite in my list of like absolute best Star Wars mm-hmm. episode slash content yet, but. Yeah, I, I think I definitely like the lightsaber fight more than you two. Like that Balin Ahsoka lightsaber fight, I love that. That was probably my favorite. I thought it was really good, but I, I think there's just a few moments where the execution on the effects wasn't quite as good as... Okay. Like, I think the Vader and Kenobi fights were like visually better rather than just being that Vader and Kenobi are better duelists than Balin mm-hmm. and Ahsoka. Like, I thought it just... Part of it may just be that I could see it better, so it's a bit easier to pick up on when stuff looks a little weird, like when he throws Ahsoka over the dais, and she oh, just yeah, kind of yeah, floats yeah. and then drops, and it's kind of strange. Yeah. But yeah. I did like all the different styles that everyone was using. Uh, like the Katana-style combat that mm. Ahsoka was going for there, and like Balin really felt like he was... He, it almost felt like he was using a cross guard saber without it being a cross totally, guard saber yeah. where he was like a knight with a claymore or something. 
So it's definitely really yeah. good. Effect. Yeah, my favorite part is definitely he throws that rock and then he turns around and has like a backhand, almost like a backhand tennis swir- uh, tennis serve. Like the, the move makes no sense, but it's just like, you know, it's nice. Obviously, like other fighters in the, you know, the recent fights have had their own style. Kylo Ren has his own style. Ray has his has hers. But I just thought the choreography, like the way that Ahsoka and Balin's fighting style played off each other was very interesting. Where like, especially at the end where Balin is just wailing away at her. He's He just seems so physically imposing. Then there's that one scene where he's... uh he's you know again just pushing her back and she puts her foot up on the the uh the pillar to to mm-hmm. stabilize herself i like just the little moments like that were really good zach actually did a really great uh lightsaber breakdown of the uh the first duel on corellia um between maroc and ahsoka and that actually made me really appreciate kind of all the choreography that has gone to the show so far i guess yeah. Like I was fully expecting, because like when you rewatch that first fight on Corellia in episode two, um, like you can see the whole time Maroc is basically he he can't take her on his own. He's using he only attacks when the droid attacks. Uh, so I kind of knew when they were fighting in this episode, he probably wasn't long for the world. Did Ahsoka use both of her lightsabers in the fight with Maroc and the droid? She she uses them both after he, uh, yeah, she uses them both for the whole fight. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of wondering if we are going to see in like the inevitable Balin versus Ahsoka rematch, if she's going to use both, or if that's more of a crowd control situation for her, where she only prefers that if she's going against multiple enemies. But Well, it's kind of interesting because, and this is something Zach did a really good job pointing out, that fight used a lot of her moves from when she was fighting uh, Darth Vader in Twilight of the Apprentice, where he has those big heavy slashes, and she pulls out both of her sabers and kind of holds them like a cross and holds his heavy strikes like that. So I was kind of expecting her to do something similar against Mara or against Balin. I was expecting that she was not using her second lightsaber so she could destroy the thing with it um, when he was distracted, but she kind of just grabbed it. Yeah, that that, that was probably not the best move for her. Uh, I don't know if we should just keep talking about that or if we should maybe go back to the start of the episode because... I, the, the main thing I think with the fight is, do you think if not for her grabbing that and burning her hand and the distraction of thinking that Shin had killed Sabine, that Ahsoka could have won that? Or is do you think she's kind of outclassed by Balin right now? Um, I don't think she's outclassed. Like, I, th- I think she held her own pretty well. Like Balin towards the end, he see like he was making mistakes. He was kind of missing wildly. Um. You he know. does have the easier job of Ahsoka needs to get to the one thing to destroy it, and Balin right. just has to stop that. So he's definitely at an advantage there. But like, it really threw her off when Shin comes back right. after leaving Sabine. Yes. And I think that it goes back to them not listening to Hu Yang when he says, stay together, and then they immediately yeah. do not that. Yeah, I really liked that moment for a lot. I, I guess do you want to talk about Sabine's um Sabine's decision because that was probably one of my favorite parts and I know it was maybe somewhat controversial um because it's obviously a mistake for the decision of saying that Ahsoka should chase down Balin? No, sorry, for Sabine to to give Balin the okay. the map. Uh maybe we should maybe we should talk about that at the end with Anakin okay. and maybe jump back sure. a little bit to the 
Okay, we can start from the beginning. To the start. So maybe we should talk about Hera first and get any of that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anything related to her covered? Because I think that's probably the most concise thing. Some more nice fleet shots to start the episode off with. I was I was legitimately expecting Akbar in some capacity here to like cover for her going. I don't know if like there's still a chance that he might show yeah. up, but I thought like if there was anything that was going to cooperate with with Hera on her being able to disobey what she's been told to do, then they're on home one. We're hearing about this general meeting that's coming up, but yeah. no fish yet at least. Well, there were a couple in the like in the admirals or like in the captain like in that spot above the uh the the meeting room where he sat stood in the movie. There were some Mon Calamari there, so I kind of wonder whether one of those could be him uh in episode t uh, 1, I guess. But, Does he uh, have but, home one at this point? Like is he just has he given it away? Is he on Galactic Voyager now? He might be. Yeah, he might have got the upgrade. Maybe he's got a Starhawk. Hmm. I'd take a Starhawk over home one, probably. But think of the sentimental value. Yeah. Just if we have home one here, then it just feels like Akbar's Akbar might be on it. But uh... yeah, no, I I'm trying to remember what he's on in the battle at the Battle of Jakku. I, I think he's on home one at the Battle of Jakku. Well, you might even have a Super Star Destroyer at this point. Who knows? They have a couple of them. Mm -hmm. He can have the Eclipse. Sure. Well, the Eclipse is off in the Unknown Regions right now. Not that Eclipse, the the other one. Oh, the one at Kua? The one with the Super Laser. Oh, okay, because that's the name. So you, I know you didn't read the Aftermath yeah, books. Yeah, it's, that it's was just, just an executor now. But Yeah, and they don't say... But the Aftermath books didn't say. They just say... Mm -hmm. They call it, and I quote, a Super Star Destroyer Dreadnought, because... Anyway. But, um... But yeah. They, yeah. they do say it's like dagger shaped, so I guess. Yeah. One thing that I am kind of concerned about as well, if I'm just going to be a nerd and worry about cameos over the content of the story, is that this seems like if Zeb's going to be hooking up with them, unless she's yeah. flying back to get them, like we know that Zeb has this connection with Carson, so they're probably coming from the same place at some point, and he's not here now, so. Well, here's my thought we don't know when this is taking place like th this could be taking place during mando season two um True. so maybe zeb seeks out carson teva after this okay so Hera goes and then zeb gets brought by carson for when they return rather than zeb being on the mission to uh perineum yeah maybe i'm not sure um but I, I like I, I do think it would have been really nice to have Zeb there. The reason that I've seen people saying is he's too expensive to animate. I, I don't really buy that. Maybe it's possible, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you only need one shot of him being in the X wing. Maybe a conversation with Hera, and then you don't really need to show him for much of it. Yeah, like he's yeah, definitely exactly. expensive to do. But they, I doubt they made him for Mandalorian to not use him. Oh yeah, to some extent sure. in Ahsoka. No, totally. But, yeah, um, but I mean, it could be that um, season two will be more of the getting the full gang back together. Yeah, uh, I, well, I, I thought season if there's a season two. Yeah, I suspect there will be, but it could go right to the movie, I guess. But I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to need more time to 
It kind of depends on what's all set up. But speaking of things being set up with a hair with Hera, it feels like if they're bringing Jason, it's to have him actually do something useful rather than just to show that Hera's maybe an irresponsible mother dragging him into fight some dark Jedi. So we've got right. the I've got a bad feeling about this. He's talked about how he wants to be trained as a Jedi. My thought was that Sabine that, yeah. would be a potential candidate to train him in some forcey ways if she manages to get up on her force powers. Because uh, I saw a lot of like, oh, well, Luke needs to train Kanan's son, which I don't I don't think that necessarily tracks at all. I don't think Luke's training anybody right now. Yeah. Well, like Ezra, Probably, I think, I guess, makes more sense he... than Luke. And Sabine, I think, makes the most sense. But I'd like Ezra. That'd be really cool. Um, or both of them together. Yeah. As lovers. Um, Slash siblings. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I actually quite liked his... Uh, I thought he did a really good job with I've Got a Bad Feeling Mom. Like, he's... I like The whole episode had a very dark tone to me, and mm -hmm. I really liked the ending. They, they got the massive hyperdrive. It, like, it rips a hole through space. Like, I liked how there's still, like, visible remnants of, like, where the ship jumped, kind of... It's like the cracked space open. They're gone so far away, and yeah, bad things are about to start. And if they hadn't had a big hole in the middle of the ship, they would have holdo maneuvered the starfighters. We were yep. this close to greatness. Yep, yep, we were. Uh, <laughs> well, I, or I guess that's more of a Darth Vader. Well, I guess Darth Vader did it on the way in, didn't he? In Rogue yeah. One. Yeah. Um, that was more of a bad parking job. Yeah, or a really good parking job, I guess. Um, what else to say about, or like the, anything else on the New Republic stuff? The fleets looked good. I like the hammerheads. Please do something. <laughs> yeah, just, it, if we're getting all these fleet shots, I'm hoping that it seems like maybe there'd be an assault on Eye of Scion slash Chimera on the way back as well. But mm. I guess, uh, maybe we can go to that next is, do you think the the purpose for building a hyperspace ring is to bring Chimera back specifically? Or is it something else that they're going to be looking to bring back? Because otherwise, just build a big shuttle with a bunch of hyperdrives. Yeah, I mean, I, I that wasn't my plan, or that wasn't my idea. <laughs> Excuse me? Mention it. Yeah, it wasn't my plan. No, it, that wasn't, I like, I, I didn't think about that. But yeah, it seems pretty clear to me that that's what's going to happen. So, Thrawn. yeah, like yeah, it, otherwise, why not just strap them all together and yeah, save yourself some construction time? Because it, it's the the thing with Chimera itself is like, are you going through all that extra effort and budget to build this giant hyperspace ring to bring back a star destroyer that was last we saw on fire and half destroyed by whales, or like, is there something on Chimera that's important for this? It was like the only thing I was able to think of with that was the Lethal Temple entrance, but Ezra brought that down before getting them taken away by the whales. So unless they were potentially able to rebuild that, I'm not sure what the did they not have something from the the Mortis? Um... Well, that was the the temple entrance because like oh, the painting yeah, okay. was the how you access yeah. the temple entrance right, turning into right, the World right, Between yeah. Worlds thing because yeah, that yeah. would be another way that Ahsoka, if she is actually in the World Between Worlds, could show up in Peridia is if she just takes the exit to the Lothal like Temple. Wall, but... hacks, wall hack to Peridia. Yeah. That's like bridge to Terabithia, right? Yeah. Less sad. Um, <laughs> Does that mean Sabine dies? 
who who would die in that situation? I think it means Ezra dies. I don't know. Is the um, is it the guy that dies? I thought the girl dies. No, on the... it's the girl, but it's like the whoever like goes the... doing the seeking. Well, I just thought it was like the 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 off the because the the boy's more the main character from what I remember. So I, I think it's mostly like... from his point of view because she drowns. But doesn't she drown at the end? Yeah, but you gotta you can't have a point of view chapter of her drowning. That would be a bit too much. Spoilers for anyone's fourth grade English classes, by the way. So sad ass movie. <laughs> oh, you that watched the movie? Bringing that shit on us. We had to read the oh, book. Yeah, no, I watched the movie back in the day. It had a. Oh, it had the guy from um, Hunger Games. Uh, was that Gale's actress? No, uh, it had Josh Hutchins. Hot, Hutch, it was Jesse Josh Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. But but yeah. Anyway, uh, like, is that? temple entrance a thing you can actually repair like is there something else on chimera is it like yeah. sentimental value for thrawn has he just been working well, on repairing it because star destroyer has got to be presented as rare at this point i mean i don't think it's for the strength of a single star destroyer like i think that'd be a bit goofy um rather he's been he's been cooking over in god knows where for a long time for what nine years so he wants to take some stuff back probably yeah like you can even see the hookups too it's not just like yes a funny shape yeah. for a for a ship so yeah some theorized they might be capturing the a whale which i thought was a good theory as well but i'm glad they didn't go that direction yeah that would be i don't think that's the most reliable way to get back i think that's more of a fail-safe plan for hair to get there but. Yeah, I think the idea was like, oh, the whale does the navigating and then the engines cook them. Okay. How many of Chimera's crew were surviving as well? I, like, is, has mean, this been like a little colony that Ezra and Thrawn have been setting up with some gunners or something? Or is it just the two of them? I mean, it's hard to say if it's like an outbound flight situation yeah. where they crash and there's only some survivors left or like maybe everyone's still alive uh, because like the Chimera wasn't really that damaged it was um, the whole superstructure was on fire which isn't yeah. great i'm also kind of wondering because like in the show in rebels in the finale the rest of the seventh fleet gets taken too but i'm guessing they got dropped off along the way somewhere based on Pelion being in um being in the mando um yeah penultimate episode yeah, and like there there has to be people if this is before or after that point in Mando, then there are people who are kind of aware that Thrawn is working on coming back and they can communicate with them, unless Pelion's just entirely acting on faith that he would come back. So like if Pelion's in contact with Elsbeth, then Yeah. He he's got vague ideas about what Thrawn might want via what Morgan is claiming is coming from Thrawn, but you can't exactly hook him yeah. up on a call to Brendel Hux. Yeah, that's why I'm a little unsure about like the time the timeline of the season three finale. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I guess the uh, the duels come next. First and foremost, the best duel of the episode was Hu Yang versus the HK droid. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, uh, like it makes sense who yang he's been he's been practicing with jedi for a long time he's got some moves not enough to uh 
to defeat an assassin droid, but enough to make it interesting. I thought it was a was a good little uh good little action sequence. I love how he pulled the the other two arms out, the training arms, and just started smacking them with them. Always keep that collection of lightsabers. You got to have two on you at all times. Then he could have won, but. Does he have actual weird. lightsabers or just like those uh, we we uh, lightsaber testing things? Well, there's the the whole wall of lightsabers on yeah, the true. shuttle, which I yeah. assume have to be Hu Yang's. I talked about it a bit last yeah. week, but like unless Ahsoka is just grievousing her way around through Inquisitors or something. Yeah, yeah you, should, you should be holding on to those because, I mean, he's he's no Jedi, but he's he's practiced for thousands of years, so he could probably do some damage. I did really like how he purposefully knocked the power out and then was like, ugh, pain in the ass. <laughs> like, you did it, dog. <laughs> uh, but he tells them to stick together. They listen at first, and they're really sarcastic about how, of course, they're going to listen. But we get to the fight where they, they each take on Merrick and Shin, which makes sense to split up that way. You're still within yep. sight distance. Tree, tree distance, yeah. Ahsoka's going to wipe the floor with Merrick. Sabine yep. just has to not die to Shin long enough to to keep things interesting. And Merrick, he gets points for playing, I guess. My, so I never, we haven't really talked about this much, but I never felt like Merrick was going to turn out to have his reveal be that he was like Ezra or Thrawn, or not Thrawn, Ezra or like a clone of Luke Starkiller or Starkiller. Or, yeah. Like I, I felt like he was kind of there to be a red shirt and just die. Which he kind of did, but I do think like his death gives a bit of interesting backstory implications of like was he did he just mm. die in a fun new dark sider way where they turn into evil dust, or was he no, some kind of reanimated so. creation of Morgan's? Yeah, it's, it reminds me of when uh, Savage died, kind of, mm. and because uh, he because he was sort of reanimated too, right? Yeah. Um, it did I look a lot probably... like the Night Sister stuff in Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor as well. Yeah, so that that's my guess. Um Yeah, I'm I'm guessing it's he was kind of like a zombie. Um Yeah. I couldn't tell but if we, Shin's reaction. We also reaction. got that weird one from we got that weird one from the Tales of the Jedi as well, but that seemed to be more like a kind of a smoke monster. I, I don't think that was the same thing. I rewatched it and he doesn't turn into smoke he just kind of deflates. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. like I think he was just kind of like a a weird alien, like where this was yeah. something different. Yeah, uh, but like I, I think even though he didn't turn out to be anyone important, I was kind of annoyed I mean, by he, it. Where he could still technically be like yes. he could have been reanimated. Yeah, but I, I think the bigger thing will be if this is something that she can do with him. Are we going to see her do it again with maybe something a bit more evil later on? Right. That's kind of the the main question. If she can do it, why is there only one of them running around? Yeah. Um, like even if it's like a if it's like a Dungeons and Dragons things where it, you have to maintain concentration on the spell. Now he's gone. You can do it again and maybe do it better. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, at some point we'll find out. I think I don't think they're gonna leave it like that. Yeah, especially it's... where like the Night Sister stuff has been pretty important so far. Yeah, especially if uh, if we get any kind of attempt at a redemption story with Shin and Balin, they got to fight something else. It can't just be Morgan. She's good. She's not four Jedi good. Agreed. Agreed. Um, 
So yeah, that was a good fight. Very uh, Twin Sons, or uh, what was the was there was called Twin Sons with uh, Maul. Oh, no, uh, no, it was uh, yeah with the Maul and Kenobi. It was um... that was Twin Sons with Maul and Kenobi. Okay. Yeah, so it was, it was very similar to that in classic samurai one. Yeah, one cut, one one go. Whoever gets it wins. And no helicopter blades will help you in this one. No. No, yeah. It did I couldn't tell if Shin's reaction at that was oh fuck I'm about to get my ass beaten or if it was I had some kind of personal connection with Merrick. He wasn't just a an animated dust cloud and you've killed my friend now. Yeah, to me it was more panic. I didn't like I don't know. She's always kind of flying a bit loose. Um like the way she kind of looks back and forth Definitely felt like some panic there more than anything, but I'm not I'm not sure. I, I didn't. I guess I didn't really consider the other option. She's a freak, though. Yeah, like I'd be concerned if I was her, and I thought like I'm about to fight Sabine and Ahsoka at the same time because like Ahsoka is clearly better than her right now. Like she's fighting definitely Sabine still fighting Sabine and Ahsoka at the same time is just fighting Ahsoka because like sabine ain't doing anything she's still struggling to to just outright win against sabine in this one she was able to easily beat her before but it's enough of a distraction that so it's like sabine's a an eight shin's an 11 and then like ahsoka's like ahsoka and balan are like 300 (laughs) yeah but this is where sabine makes her mistake and says go and it's good for sabine's self-confidence because she does manage to to kind of hold her own and then fakes her out with the uh with the rocket but I mean, in the end it was kind of fine like it kind of worked out right yeah but only because shin decided to <laughs> smoke bomb and run away it was pocket sand. pocket sand yeah. yeah so i like that i like that part you know my big thing is she's not quite a jedi uh she's still learning i like one thing i really liked about this episode is that we learned the value of receiving Jedi teachings, even if you don't have the potential to be a full Jedi. And that's kind of a, a theme that, you know, we saw in episode eight where Luke is like, Hey, listen, just because we practice these things doesn't mean the Jedi have full dominion on being good or using the light side of the force or, or anything like that, or just the force itself here. It's like, listen, Sabine, she probably doesn't ever have the potential to be a true Jedi, but that lesson from Ahsoka would have been well learned because she just fucked up majorly um, by really undoing Ezra's sacrifice. Like Ezra yeeted himself out of the galaxy on purpose to get rid of Thrawn. Mm -hmm. Um, That was his choice and he made it willingly. And she kind of just undid that. But like, I kind of understand where she's coming from. If not agreeing with her ultimate decisions, because Ezra didn't just do that. He also said, hey, Sabine, you are specifically responsible for taking me back now, which is a lot to put on someone. And having Ahsoka yeah. just say, like, you know what? <laughs> We're just going to have to leave him there. Was It's not an easy thing to hear. No, especially where your whole family's dead now, apparently. Yeah. I, that seemed a bit like Hera and Jason erasure, but, you know. Yeah, Hera was... Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But uh, to me, Sabine and Rebels always did have closer relationships with um, 
Ezra and Kanan versus the other two. Yeah. Is this but, our first official, like, full confirmation that her family ate, ate it as well? Yeah. Yeah, as far as I'm aware. Don't pull no, one I didn't out even for consider the... it. I mean, obviously, in hindsight, yeah, of course they did, but... I I was never clear on exactly when the Night of a Thousand Tears would have happened relative to that, and if, like, we would have seen something from her. But I guess, like, Rebels ends before that, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sucks to be them, I guess. Yep. Sucks to be them. They shouldn't have got classed. So I, I have been kind of wondering if that means that part of Sabine's apprenticeship under Ahsoka was during the rest of the Galactic Civil War rather than being after Endor. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't really considered that. I mean, we don't really know how long Sabine or how long Ahsoka was kind of MIA for, right? Yeah. Like after the Twilight of the Twilight of the Apprentice stuff, I'm assuming she was kind of stuck for a while wherever she was. Um, maybe we'll learn more about that next week. It seems like though when Ezra pulls her out, she ends up immediately back in play. So she never like even with she the doesn't duel. Do anything else in Rebels? Does she? Uh, not really. But she shows up at the end, I guess. But you can like see her going down the stairs after the Vader duel. So I don't know that there's like. A discrete amount yeah. of time in the real world where she had not been in the galaxy so like maybe she just went off and started doing some of this stuff immediately after that like her focus was on that maybe she was involved with some of the alliance stuff we still don't know when exactly she met luke but yeah, yeah it's true there's true. like there is a 10 year gap here of who knows how long any of this was for? Because it seems like it's been a couple years since they've had their falling out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm not sure. It's a good question. And I, I we, I'm just reading her her, her Wookie, and yeah, we don't really know. That's disgusting. Really, the Rosario version, not the 14 year old version. Uh, but no, we we don't know kind of what she did. So kind of a. A little backstory for Dave Filoni to make a sequel about at some point. I was really expecting a lot of flashbacks and kind of going back and forth between like old Ahsoka Padawan ship and new. But... Yeah, I definitely thought we would have had the Anakin an Anakin flashback before now. I thought for sure there was like a scene in episode three where she's on the ship and I thought I was about to move into a flashback. But we actually it's just a recut of some scenes from episode three to actually show like just around the corner. Ahsoka was there the whole time with Anakin and Obi-Wan. On Invisible Hand. Man, I'm in for it. That'd be <laughs> kind of confusing because she's supposed to be on Mandalore at that time. but She she can be in both places at once. Yeah, fair enough. But they, that leads us. Ahsoka runs off, leaves Sabine to get pocket sanded. And we have the fight with Balin, which we've talked about a lot of the, the mechanics of it there. But Balin does seem legitimately not enthused about the idea that he has to fight Ahsoka. Not in an, oh, look, he's actually a great guy kind of way, but he's not, like, relishing this the same way that a no. lot of Darksiders tend to. And they really do highlight the whole red or like, reddish-orange lightsaber rather than just yeah. red. So there is it, like, unintentionally bled kyber, not fully bled kyber? There's still something there. Yeah, um... I... I he almost seems like he's like annoyed. He's like, he's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, of course it comes to this. Like, mm -hmm. 
which I maybe Ahsoka needs to kind of think about for two seconds because like she hasn't stopped to ask him like what's going on. Yeah. Now orange lightsaber maybe that doesn't work, but like maybe ask the guy what's up. Like his apprentice has a Jedi Padawan blade. He knows Anakin. Like Anakin knew him. Maybe you know have a a brief conversation before going yeah. down the full let's kill each other path. Like he, he goads her too, like with the, a little bit with the Anakin uh, conversation and she kind of snaps a little, a couple times in this fight and she probably needs to learn from that a bit. Well, it's, he's basically taunting her. The, like he's not talking about Anakin as if he respects that he was this destructive force and no. his disrespect towards Ahsoka is because he sees her the same way. So, like, I, he's definitely a dark sider, obviously, but the and he's got this like focus on who cares what the what the cost of my vision is as long as I'm working for what I see as this like the greater good. They've they've dropped a lot of Ascendancy trilogy book titles. Uh, <laughs> got the greater good. We almost got lesser evil, but it's still like this. This is the only way like he's he's not justified in what he's doing or what his goals seem to be as far as we know, but he's still not really looking to fight Ahsoka other than thinking like she's going to do this anyways. So may as well. Yeah, you're right that he's he's got no taste for it. We've seen that a few times. It's it's interesting, but he's still, you know, he doesn't hold back during the fight. That's for sure. Like he's trying to kill her. I, I his fighting style is fun because. He has all this power, but like he also had a few really like she slashes at him and he does like a quick back out of the way. Uh, it was a very, very interesting uh, fight. So I, like they're definitely going to go at it again, I would say. Um, I'm, I'm obviously everyone is interested to see how his story ends with Ray Stevenson being dead. It, it's really it's it sucks. Um, you know, you almost hope that they kill the character because it would just be such a disappointment to have his story not finished and never finished. Yeah. Um, or even to recast him. Right. Yeah. If they had to, though, George Clooney. No, he's not big enough. Um, no one's big enough. Put like a beard on Batista and like just hope for the best. <laughs> or like Clancy Brown or whatever his name is that plays Ryder. Yeah, maybe. That'd be interesting. Like his his talking about Anakin was definitely not very few got to see what he became in a respectful way. It was definitely look at this butcher over here. Yeah, so, he's like, yeah, exactly. And I do think that's going to inform like spending so much time in the duel between the two of them, setting up like Anakin is this destructive force and Ahsoka's following in his footsteps and having like Ahsoka talking about. Uh, her torturous methods in the first episode like that's it seems like it's really going to be framing what we're going to see coming from Anakin and Ahsoka next week mm -hmm. like whatever their conversation slash duel is going to be is going to kind of be centered around that so you think we're all in kind of world between worlds territory next episode at least for Ahsoka's part because like you yeah. mentioned it being kind of spiritual journey week for Ahsoka and I think we're going to stick with that for at least one episode because mm -hmm. yeah. it could just as easily be like Ahsoka is split off from everyone for the next few episodes her 
plot is entirely your quest until she comes back in the finale and just Gandalfs them through Helm's Deep. But I hope, I kind of hope it's not that. I hope she's like more involved in everyone else's rescue attempt rather than like exiting through the world between worlds door into Chimera in the last episode. But on the other hand, that's three episodes of Hayden Christensen. So yeah, I I don't suspect they'll be doing that. I, I, I think she'll be back sooner rather than later and she'll kind of have to join the crew. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Ahsoka's been wishy-washy before when it comes to like, and you know, it, it leaves the rebels crew without their, uh, without their, their force sensitive queen. So, yeah. Well, one which, of the few which, scenes we still have rebels. left. Sorry, go ahead. In rebels, Ahsoka leaving, I think helps the show because she's just, uh, she's a lot more experienced than Kanan or Ezra. Yeah. Um, and the, I think the show is a lot better when she's not in it. Yeah, like Kanan was never really presented as just a, a particularly good Jedi, just a dude who's doing his no, best. he's doing his best, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but we do have one of the few scenes that we do still have from the trailers that we haven't seen yet is uh, Hera going to the like the dais, the rock formation, whatever it is. So yeah, that's that probably her finding Ahsoka like washed up on the shore. Yeah. So, yeah. There's nine seconds of trailer footage left that we haven't seen. That's it. It's just Thrawn in that scene with Hera, right? Yes. Uh, actually, let me check. Someone, there's someone on, um, there's someone on Star Wars leaks who always updates, um, always updates the remaining shots. So there's, wow, that's loud. So there's two shots of Thrawn because there's the face and then there's the back. Yeah. There's a shot of three of those New Republic transports coming in, which. I'm guessing may not actually happen uh, because that poster they released with Hayden Christensen on it, it had that shot of the three transports. So I'm guessing that may have just been like an alternate for the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's one of the ghost and Harris ship flying through what looks like the clouds of sea toss. There's one of Harris saying what's she, what's she saying? can't tell then yeah that's pretty much it okay Other than so, one with chopper on. yeah that's probably her finding ahsoka and taking her on board she might be passed out still for an episode while she does her spirit journey but like does it is she is she even actually in the world between worlds or is this more of a mental the cave situation mm. i don't know because like last time it was because Anakin grabbed or because uh, Ezra grabbed her. I don't know. I wonder if I I, I suspect we'll see the uh, the bird next episode though. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know how she would have gotten there. Like Anakin, I don't think could have done it. You don't really let the dead in, interact with the living, so not sure. Yeah. Like it, even just what Anakin is is kind of unclear. Like, is he force ghosting? Is this some sort of place where you can come as a force ghost? This beyond shadows? Is it fake? Yeah, it could be fake. I don't think it is. Um, I I wish they hadn't de-aged him though. I don't think that was necessary. Yeah, like he's. We've already, like, one of the first post-death Anakin things we see is Return of the Jedi, and that's already Sebastian Shaw that got changed into Anakin. 
he can be whatever age he wants. He he can just be Aiden Christensen at this point. I think he's meant to be. Yeah, that's true. But he's definitely supposed to be like episode, episode three. three. Can, yeah, yeah. Because they probably walked him off the set of Kenobi, put him in a new wig, and then. Yeah, it's just like Kenobi iffy production. So like, but even Anakin, he looked pretty good in that. Like, yeah, he looked a little older, but like actors, like it's not real life. Like, I don't know. I'm usually like, I kind of would prefer recasting over what they've done with Luke in Ahsoka or rather in Mando and Book of Boba Fett, because I just feel like having a new actor that you establish as Luke for that kind of stuff. Maybe they want to put that off as long as possible so they can get someone. Yeah. That isn't going to age out in the next 10 years before they use him for something. Yeah. But like, I, I think the like complete face swap that they've done for him puts it more into Uncanny Valley and like mm-hmm. dead acting. Whereas with and with Anakin here, it's more of just like a Instagram filter where you'll still get the emoting a bit better. And it's really just kind of smoothing out some wrinkles. It doesn't look fantastic, but whatever. And I, I do like having the the prequel actors being able to take part in a thing where they're mm. starting to be appreciated now properly after the 10 years of just absolute garbage treatment and hiding from the world a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, longer than that, sadly. Yeah. Um, man, Revenge of the Sith came out, what, 17 years ago now? That's insane. Yeah. And they've been getting they've been getting a tough time since before then. That was the one people kind of liked. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I. One thing I noticed is, and I'm looking at the shot of Hera from uh, the the one shot we haven't seen of her yet. I think they've maybe fixed her contacts halfway through production because I noticed in episode four they weren't as uh as grating. Maybe like I my thing with it has been it looks fine in the episodes when she's moving. But I only ever really thought it was off-putting when I saw like still frames of her that are head-on. So I I was never as bothered by it as some people seem to be. Mm. But I just think she needs to be older. Like I know canonically she's probably only mid-30s. It's just she could be a bit older, I think. Yeah, I think every character in all media should be made to be a bit older because I don't like watching stuff and realizing that I'm like 10 years older than some of the principals as like adults. So yeah, like how old was Kanan when he died? He was 32, I think. Yeah, yeah, 32. <laughs> Which I I really don't like that because it means he's like 27, 28 in the start of Rebels. Like, oh, look at this adult. No, I'm, yeah. I'm older than him. <laughs> oh, my favorite one is how old is uh, Gordon Freeman? He's like, he's got that full goatee. He's like, and he's like, I'm pretty sure he's like 28 or something. <laughs> Gordon like Freeman was a nuclear physicist. Oh, he's 27 in Half-Life 1. Yeah. Like, Han is the older one of the trio, and he's like, what, 20, 28 as well? New Hope? I thought he was 35 in A New Hope. That could be no, wrong. Because Luke and Leia are... Yeah. Star Wars wouldn't have a creepy relationship, Justin. No. Uh, yeah, so he's 32. Yes. We talked about this during um, Princess and the Scoundrel. Yeah, but I still don't like it, so I change it. I don't like it either. (laughs) 
All right. Anything else we want to we want to hit on here? Excited for episode f- uh, five, which is going to be in theaters in America. Oh, right. That is true. Uh, I guess one last thing. Anakin and Ahsoka fight or talk? Or, I mean, fight would probably also include talk. Are we going to see them clash in sabers? I, re- I, I read some spoilers, so I'm not oh, going okay. to. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, that's also another thing that I, I hate when people are like engaging in speculation and like, uh, who cares how off it is? And there'll be always someone who comes in and is like, well, actually, I read the spoilers in this house. Like, no, go fuck yourself. I don't get okay, that. I don't like that. But what I like even less is when or they pretend they some, haven't read the spoilers. And yes, they say it anyways, I, as their speculation. Yeah, there's one person in particular who I know you don't quite like who we've talked about before. Um, who you've had a few little. Never mind. But uh, to tell me, Austrian, I'm not sure who you're talking. Yeah, about. he does that all the time. We're like, I've read. I know what like. Listen, if I've read spoilers for things and I have, I don't t- I don't speculate. Um, so like I, I put out a video of like, oh, what could Merrick mean? It wasn't even like, a, I think Merrick's going to turn into this other there character. No spoilers for that. I and I say. thought it was like, I didn't think it was going to turn out to be anyone major. And I, I was more like, oh, what's his background? Because I th- believe it or not, characters can still have interesting backstories if their backstory isn't it's Ezra or something. And I got people coming in saying like, oh, well, according to the leaks, it's this thing. It's like, okay, first of all, I don't believe your leaks, but also shut the fuck up. Yeah. So like, there's still a lot that's unknown, but like the Mar- the Mark thing, I had no idea. Like that wasn't leaked. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I've only really read what happens next episode and only, only on a very, very high level. Like I, the spoiler that I was unintentionally exposed to was that like Ezra or Merrick is Ezra, and I thought that was bullshit when I was unintentionally exposed to it. So I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was there for that one. Well, that's uh, that's gonna do it for me. That's all I got too. We are going to be playing some some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which you very bravely came out and said the movie was something you enjoyed more than even Spider-Verse Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Phenomenal. You saw it, right? I haven't, actually. Oh, you should. It's so good. I, I would like to. But, uh, I, like, I it's, was it's in... Out on it's out on digital now. I was in Alberta when I think it came out that day, and I just didn't even know there was a movie coming out. So Mr. Beast is in it. Oh, no. He got called a scab because he was like, hey, I'm in the movie. He's like, no, I had to say that by contract. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we're going to go do that over on YouTube.com slash X2 as well as Twitch.tv slash Corey Loses. Uh, We'll probably be back next week to talk about some more live Ahsoka or some more Ahsoka. We'll be live. Ahsoka won't be live. But uh, until then. Ahsoka dies next episode. You heard of here from Corey. Well, she kind of died this episode. I can't do that two episodes no one dies in a row. from falling in water in real life or in, in, in real life happens all the time in, in movies. <laughs> Justin's a drowning denier. Happened to a friend of mine when I was a kid. I think he just moved towns. R slash conspiracy. <laughs>